It's been a busy week in the media. Firstly, with the Liberals pledging $200,000 to engage a group of experts to look at the issues of Tugra Lakes. ABC Radio Central Coast and a big announcement yesterday from the state government to say they'll put $200,000 into a study to look at the problems of the Tugra Lakes system. David Eaton's on the line, Sam Gardner's in the studio. I'll put you both on together and you can uh, talk about your passion for for saving this beautiful system. $200,000 is going to get us nowhere. We need more like 20, 40 or $100 million to look at a whole lakes approach. We all feel the same way about these lakes and we want to see something done. So the best way to do that is contact your state MPs and start talking to them. Start saying, this is not good enough. We need money to sort out some kind of solution for these lakes. That's number one. Then Labor came in with a Trump hand, announcing a $10 million fund to clean up the Central Coast waterways of which $5 million would be dedicated to dredging the channels at both Edlong and the entrance, the other $5 million to be used in waterway cleanups, particularly in Tugra Lakes. Setting foot on the central coast for the second time in 13 days. Michael Daly and his team were welcomed to the entrance with plenty of pomp. The tip for tat today was over water. Earlier this week, the incumbents pledged $700,000 to come up with solutions to water quality issues for Tugra Lakes and Terrigal. The Daly Labor government will work with council and will bring to the table $10 million for the Central Coast Cleaner Waterways Fund, $5 million for dredging, $5 million for waterways management focusing on Tugra Lakes. State Labor MP David Harris also mentioned that they would be looking at the effects of Mumwara Power Station on the lake ecology, as well as examine whether allowing seawater to enter the system in the northern lakes would make a difference with a $100,000 grant. I attended a rally organised by David Eaton and the Bring Back the Gap at Budgiewoy Group on the Village Green in Tukli. Despite the wind and rain from the tail of Cyclone Omar off the coast of Queensland, it was good to see people come out in force to show their support. David over here, is he? This is David Harris, local member for Oil. I'm very passionate about this issue as well. And um, I have to say, I've, I've been out with David and, and a few others. I've met with the Tugra Lakes care people, uh, talked to them. I talked to a lot of local residents. And I know that people want something to happen now. And that's why we've made the commitment to get $100,000 to have a look at what's being suggested. So uh, unlike a lot of other people who just say, let's not even look at it, I've convinced our guys that we should look at it. And we should look at it in the context of two things. One is that humans have changed the lake significantly. There is no debate about that. And the other one is that we have the power station now not there anymore. And when the power station was put in, those two northern lakes were changed significantly, the, the shoreline. And there was also a situation where the channels were reconfigured and that not only did the power station heat the water, but they also put, and I've had this confirmed by engineers who worked at the power station, they put truckloads of sawdust into the lake and they also put thousands of litres of chemicals into the lakes. Um, and that was because of a process where if the, um, because of the salt water in the coolant towers, it would make small holes 
and to block the holes they would put sawdust in the first thing and they put chemicals in the, in the second thing so that they didn't have to stop the generators going so that we didn't lose they didn't have to pull down the power so that is undisputed but the effect on the lakes has never been looked at so we need to look at that we also have to understand that Tukley golf course was built because of the power stations, the fill that was taken out when they built the power station and dug the canal. They also changed the, the uh, channel through Budgiewoy. They widened it. And the reason they had to do that was because when the water came out of the power station at a certain temperature at San Remo, it then had to travel around and come back in at the other end of the power station in Lake Mamora, no warmer than 24 degrees because if it was warmer than 24 degrees, it started to get too hot. So they had to then, uh, I don't know, ramp down the power. So they actually changed the channels, the way that it all operated to make sure that cooling could occur. Now that it's not there, there's no pumps. And so the water's not moving anymore and the natural channels are gone. So the natural movement is gone. The pumps aren't moving the water and it stopped operating 2012 and people are seeing in those two northern lakes that things are getting worse and that's part of the reason so that hundred thousand dollars is to look at that whole process and plus whether bringing any um, other water into the system is uh, is going to make a difference and I, re I reckon that's worth looking at the second thing we've done is we've committed ten million dollars and part of that is for dredging because you can't stop dredging otherwise the entrance channel will shut there's no doubt about that and people need to understand that the old channel used to run where memorial park is memorial park was never there that was built that's man-made and it changed the way the water moved to the ocean and that's why we've got the problem that we've got now you've also got all of the land around chitaway is all reclaimed land it wasn't there before and so that's had an effect. So all of these things where people have just jumped in and done things, it's actually made things worse, not better. And so we do have to take the time to make sure we get it right. And David said the other thing we have to do, which is the second half of the $10 million, we have to filter the water coming into the system because that's the biggest problem. It's polluted. It's got high nutrients. It comes into the shallow lakes and it makes the weed grow a lot faster than it normally would. What they've done is they've let people put grass on all the reserves and people mow their grass because it looks nice. But the reality is the weed used to come out of the lake and get blown up onto the shoreline. It would sit on top of the grass and the reeds. It would dry out. But what happens now is it hits the shoreline and it stops. So this $10 million isn't going to fix it. There was originally uh, in 2007, there was $20 million. And then there, since then, there was another six million. And now this will be another 10. But the reason I'm, I'm supporting the $100,000 is to see if there's any other solution. Humans have caused the problem. We hope that humans through some sort of engineering can fix the problem. But I'm not gonna stand here and tell you that in the next four years, the lakes are gonna be pristine, the smell's gonna be gone and everything will be grand cause it ain't gonna happen. Simply put, these offers, whilst gladly received, still won't be enough to make a meaningful difference to the Tugra Lakes system. We need more money and now's the time to be asking for it. 
the council's, the, their last grant runs out this year. So that $3 million finishes, and at the moment there's no commitment to any more money other than this. So that means council, other than what they do uh, in a small way, won't have the funding to keep doing what they've been doing now. The money for these lakes doesn't come from a council level. It comes from state and federal. The council manages the lakes within the funding provided. However, there are questions about how the council has managed these funds in the past. There's things that they've done that haven't been the best things. And I know that's why people are frustrated. But in government, we can specify that they do certain things. Um, one of the things that people probably don't know is that all of the council caravan parks are on Crown land and all profits from those parks are supposed to go back into fixing Crown land. Now I, as the local member, have no idea how council spends that money. I'm told that it's, some of it goes to weed harvesting, um, but I, I, I'm sure they don't spend $4 million on weed harvesting. There's a group of people standing over here in the blue t-shirts, polo shirts, they're called Tugra Lakes Care and they actually get out on a regular basis and they clean up around the lakes. Elaine Stoven Bradford, Chair of Tugra Lakes Care Inc. We've taken on a role in the last probably 18 months of more pushing the council, writing letters, trying to get people come to our meetings. David Harris has come, Doug Vincent has come. We've had discussions with people, we've shown photos, we put photos on our web page, we put photos on our Facebook page. We get responses, but we don't get any action. What we find is the best thing is to ring council and put in a request for some, whatever it is, the maintenance of your drain or whatever, and ask for a, a number. And when you get that number for the request, they have about six weeks to do something about it. Then you need to follow up. And it's up to us to keep pushing, and that's the only way we get any action. They're actually out there all the time, and they're seeing what's going on. Now, I wasn't aware that the weed harvester broke down for a long time and wasn't even being used. And when I went to council, they told me, I oh, know there was no problem. And then I said, well, these guys told me that it was broken down, then they had to tell me the truth. So, and the same with the dredge. A lot of money goes, so the council gets, at the moment they've got $250,000 to do the dredging and the entrance yeah. channel. They had to stop because the a resident north entrance complained to the EPA and the EPA put a stop work order on them. That's why there's been no dredging over Christmas. After the rally, I caught up with Brian Smith from the Tugra Lakes Care Group, who had some interesting things to say about the way the council has been managing the lakes. I've been part of the Tugra Lakes Group since its inception, and the reason I didn't get up today personally because I didn't want to be negative. But the biggest problem we have, I'll put it bluntly, is the dishonesty of council. And we're talking to key people within council all the time who will blatantly lie to us about what they've done. And we know Jamie that runs the weeding machine and Ken that runs the truck store. And what they know and what we know is not what council will tell you. If anyone wants to go down to Peace Park or any of the parks and watch the contractors cutting the lawns, they're using big 200 horsepower tractors, no grass catchers. The lawn and everything blows all into the lake. The little bit I do with my mulching machine doesn't go into the lake. And the council blame the public and the council are the main offenders. And you cannot get through to them. 
every time I mention about their contractors blowing the grass out because I live next to Peace Park and you can see it blooming off the back floating across into the lake. They deny it. They say, oh no, they've got catches on it. I said, well, get off your ass and come down and have a look. You'll see there is no catches. We as a group are frustrated because we constantly talk to the council and all they say to us is the reverse of what's actually happening. They lie within the council. So how do you fix that? We also spoke about the amount of weed rack and how the council are currently managing it. When I used to come up here back in the 70s and 80s, we used to water ski along the Corso and the, the weed mass which is protected by fisheries is to allow the fish to breed. Right? And if that used to be 200 square metres at one time, it's now 600 square metres. So why don't they contain that weed mass to a proportion that's suitable and needed for the fish and not council not having, oh we can't touch it. They can touch it if they keep it within the parameters of what is justifiable for the size of the lake. All of the pollutants are within that 10 metre bar around the perimeter of the lake. They do not have any equipment that will literally go and pick that up and take it out of the lake. They sit out in the middle of the lake with a weeding machine, chopping up all the weed to find mesh, which then comes in on the shoreline, and no one picks it up. There's a character by the name of Anton uh, Caston that works down in Lake Illawarra. He came up to our place and did a presentation on the equipment. And he said the equipment you need is like a large barge with a propeller vacuum on it so it sucks up the surplus weed and then on the back of our machinery we've got a large mesh net and we catch it. When it gets full we cut it off and let it float. Then we come back at the end of a day and we pick up the dozen big bags of the weed, drag it up till it dries out and then we take it and dump it. But these people here leave most of it back in the lake and then it rots. We passed all that information across to council and they ignored them and went to Jamie and Ken who've got these little backyard made machines and they've contracted them to do it. We don't know what the connection is with Jamie and Ken and the council but they are not contractors that do this job professionally. And uh, the other thing is that the same guy that drives the weeding machine on the south area is the same bloke that drives the dredge. So when they're talking about all this allocation of money for dredging, they don't use the weeding machine. They can't get two people to drive, you know, it's just ludicrous. But managing the weed rack isn't as simple as just removing it. That weed that is choking our shores is actually protected by law. Fisheries control the weed and the council have authority from the fisheries to clean and maintain the weed. But there's a gap. We've tried to get the fisheries people to our meeting to try and meet up with the council and they won't do it because they don't want to get into the politics of it. But the fisheries people aren't happy with it either because there's too much weed out there and it's suffocating rather than maintaining the fish. The council used it as an excuse saying, oh, we're not allowed to touch this. The Tugra Lakes Care Group are holding their next meeting at Wallara Bay Recreation Club in the Windbourne Room at 7pm on Tuesday the 12th of March. All are welcome. With the state election on March 23rd and a federal election expected in May, now is the time to make your voices heard if you care about this issue. Keep the pressure on your state and federal candidates. Tell them what you think. You can find a link to their social media pages via the Sentiment Media website on the page titled Make Your Voice Heard. We are a community and we do have a voice. 
please pass the word on to your friends. Tell them about the podcast and send them the link so they too can add their voice to the call for action. Let's go forward. It is a passionate, yeah. passionate debate, but we need to get our whole community behind it yeah. and get up against yeah. the council and state government to fix it. And to do that, we have to band together. But we also have to be not personal. We must not attack yeah. individual people and waste our time thinking about what's gone on in the past. Yeah. The past is the past. Yeah.